0: My name is Amanda Newland Davis, and I run Oklahoma Cold Cases along with my partner Jen. At Oklahoma Cold Cases, we try to shine light on the cases of the missing, murdered, and unidentified that
1: otherwise don't get much media attention. For the last four years, we've existed solely on Facebook, sharing the posts of the missing, murdered, and unidentified of Oklahoma. But this past year, we've branched out and started a database in which we list all of
0: the names of every cold case that is in Oklahoma that we are currently aware of. You can find us at oklahomacoldcases.org.
1: You're listening to Sirens, a true crime podcast. Brought to you by the Sirens Network. This podcast contains explicit content, so listener discretion is advised. The opinions expressed on this podcast are solely the views of the hosts and do not reflect the views of affiliates, associates, or sponsors of this podcast. This is Sirens, a true crime podcast. Come hither and venture forth back into times long forgotten, as far back as the 1970s. Yes. Where Lady Raven Rollins will take you through tales most grim.
0: We ready for this? So today, obviously, I have Simon Vaughn with me. Hello. And for the first time, I believe, ever, right? Yeah. Okay, I've (laughs) had so many people. <laughs> the so uh, for the first time ever, I have Jean
1: Grey. <laughs> no relation to <laughs> like the X Men. Who you are? No. <laughs> I was just about no, to say. No,
0: not. We are like avoiding the X-Men. copyright
1: here. Uh, it's
0: spelled differently. G R A Y. There we go. Mm. So you know, there's that. And today we're going to talk about the mystery at Foss Lake. I want you both to know there is no. Wrap it up nicely with a neat little bow in this. All right, so six people disappeared.
1: Grand total, right?
0: Grand total, right around Foss Lake. And there's a couple little towns around there that three of them went missing from, and then three went missing from another little town around there, but they're all, like, right around Foss Lake. Two tiny towns off Route 66 in western Oklahoma. I hope that I'm saying this right. Canute. And then the other one is Sayer. What's weird about this is that you're probably going to hear me say so many different conflicting things. Because there's so many conflicting articles. Hmm. And so much like conflicting evidence. So some articles say that three people went missing first and three people went missing second. And then other articles say there was only two people in the first car. And then others say there's only two people in a second car. So, Hmm. it's my understanding that later, when they're identified, that there are six separate remains found. So just keep that in
1: mind. And this was in the 70s, right, Raven?
0: Right. Uh, Actually, the... And, God... Okay, so that's another thing, is that for some reason, a shit ton of different news outlets also reported that this first one that actually happened in 1969 actually happened in the 50s a decade before the second one and that's just that's not true
1: see i had my feelings on that one that's because of the cars
0: it might be yeah yeah. um but the missing persons report which we'll go over was they were only a year apart okay so all right so yeah this one is the first one's 1969 no one's gonna question anything that comes out of Sayer, Sayer, Oklahoma. Sayer has three thousand people that live in it. This mystery it, it wasn't solved until like a year ago, a year or two ago. So it was like forty-four, a forty-four year old mystery. Foss Lake is located near Elk City, Oklahoma.
1: Okay, so it's the western part of the state.
0: I had to look it up because I've never been to any of those. I've never even been to Elk City.
1: Wait, so, so. you're saying it's off of Route sixty-six in it's the off- west?
0: It's off of Route 66, and actually, I have a map. Hooray! (laughs) I have a, um, I'm going to put all of these photos and and stuff that we talk about tonight onto our case files on the website, so you can get on there.
1: My God, it's almost like you researched this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know, almost, almost. Never heard of it. I've I've never been on that side of the state, I can tell you that right now. I'm convinced we're just making up names at this point.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh wow. no, they get yeah. so much worse around the rest of the state.
0: It's, down, it's always crime. So let's start with April 8th, 1969. Okay doke. Okay, there's a green 1953 Chevy Bel Air, and that's probably where they got the 1950s thing from. And then again, some reports say it was a 1957 Chevy Bel Air. So there we go with that. Um, well, so there, I'm going to say it was a 1953 there's
1: a good 10 year run of that car mm-hmm. where it didn't change yeah
0: it didn't change Yeah,
1: Chevy it's not broke Chevy don't didn't. fix it
0: a woman named Nora Duncan was riding in it with her husband and his friend Clayburn Hammock and John Alva Porter um, and they were last seen together in it apparently together in it when they I wouldn't say necessarily broke down on the side of the highway um but something happened in which they had to stop and then couldn't get the car started again. And so they asked someone for a push to, like, like push start it. And huh. those people saw them all together, those three people.
1: Now that's interesting.
0: And that's the last time that they were seen, like, forever. And according to a letter written to the FBI by Duncan's daughter, later that year, later the year that they disappeared, some articles... On them have them, like I said, going missing in the 50s, some in the 60s, according to police and family. They filed a missing persons report in 1969, only a few months after they disappeared. So, which is kind of weird in itself. I mean, I guess it is, it depends on where the daughter lived. That's literally all there is about it. They were seen on the side of the road by several people who drove by, and then by the people who gave them a push to help push start them. They put out, I believe they put out missing persons flyers after they did the missing persons report, and... They basically said these people basically disappeared with their car, by the way, their car disappeared too, off of the face of the planet, and so they put out like missing persons flyers and stuff and said anybody with information, and then those people were like, hey, we gave them a push earlier that day, and then they just disappeared, vanished. Investigation by family members had failed to develop any information as to the whereabouts of these people, and for that reason... It was requested that a missing person notice be posted. A letter filed uh, to the National Missing Persons Database states it's addressed to FBI Director uh, J. Edgar Hoover, which is kind of cool, but dated on October 9th, 1969, and written by uh, Duncan's daughter, Clara Jo. They disappeared in April, and she reported them missing in October.
1: And I can easily see somebody not having any not having any luck connecting or looking for somebody yeah. for a period of months. I mean, this is all still back when the best form of communication that Oklahoma had was the post office, because Western Oklahoma, even all the way up to about the 70s, had minimal telephone connections, yeah. except on major highways, and that's the thing that bothers me, though, <laughs> yeah. is that they're off of 66, which... Yeah. 66 was rendered kind of moot around the late 60s, early 70s, when they were kicking in the better interstate access. It's like access.
0: literally Route 66, like historic Route 66. It's, it's the like historic Route 66. The first yeah. ones to get communication along that that's line. That's the
1: gateway to the West 66 yeah. and everything. I don't know. That's, that's it's weird, right? It is. It's four, weird. Four months, it, while it's still understandable, it's a really long time.
0: Here's the thing that I don't know if they filed a, a local report like a local missing persons report before then I did not find one if they did then great but this is the first time that I've seen anyone filing a missing persons report and that was to the FBI Debbie Porter McManaman says I got out of the car and stood on the sidewalk and stood there and he smiled at us and that was the last day we saw him she said there was no trace at all I mean my grandpa just left his house Claiborne left his job Nora left her home and they were gone And that's the thing, too, is because I thought that these two were, like, two... There's a picture here that I posted to the website. I thought they were a couple, and they might have been, but this is, like, making it sound like they lived in separate homes like they weren't married i'm uh, being pulled in multiple different directions i know, directions I know. Oh. imagine trying to research this it was a nightmare so moving on that was april 1969 then we're going to move on to november 20th 1970 when 16 year old jimmy allen williams an 18 year old thomas rios and leah gail johnson were last seen at a sayer bowling alley Then, they disappeared after going for a drive in Jimmy's blue 1969 Camaro, of which he had only bought six days before he went missing, and the entire car with all three of them went missing. They left from there and told their friends there that they were going to go to a football game, like a high school football game. And just disappeared off the face of the planet. This blue 1969 Camaro, when he went missing, I saw something that said that the police put out a warrant for him for something like um, unauthorized use of a vehicle.
1: Interesting as that is, that does actually sound like a place with low resources. Yes, that yeah. seems like something they could do to get any any uh, law any other. Uh, law enforcement to be like hey isn't that the car we're looking for
0: yeah yeah yeah. like like stolen car or whatever they might be
1: assholes to them at the time but at least they'd be detained and
0: safe and they'd be found exactly uh johnson was a native american and spritzer said was related to legendary indian chief sitting bull residents regarded her as an Indian princess so it was like a huge deal when she went missing so they were last seen in Sayre Oklahoma at that bowling alley all right so the undersheriff at the time said that said quote there was nothing there were no leads no nothing he said it was just like they vanished into thin air they did put a reward out for Jimmy Williams was actually the only one who was like, had, like, a monetary reward, if I remember correctly, um, but they put out a, and remember, this is the 70s, they put out a $500 reward, and also put out that warrant, so, yeah, they're really trying to find him, it was in the news for a couple of years, it seemed like people just stopped talking about it, so, yeah, 14 month search, there's, like, a little news clipping here, from Tuesday, January 25th, 1972, It says, despite 14 months of searching by parents and the Beckham County Sheriff's Office, no leads have been uncovered concerning the three teenagers who apparently left town together on November 20th.
1: We talked to all the families several times. They haven't heard anything. I haven't talked to the Johnson girls' family in the last six months. They have moved. moved. I mean, people move, yeah. don't get me wrong. It's like, but.
0: I mean, yeah, but yeah. it is strange to move six months after your kid goes missing. I would like probably never move ever. I would just, just be there until I die. Right.
1: <laughs> we are quoting directly from the newspaper. Yeah,
0: yeah. And this clipping, um, I've got up on the case files. So you can go look at that clipping if you want.
1: The Williams boy's mother there's uh, always well, appears to have initially said, "I have a feeling there's more to this than yeah. meets the eye." Yeah,
0: and she also said her husband works at a chemical company in Ashland, Texas, and quote, "He thinks Jimmy is dead." Wow. End quote. Just not
1: holding on to hope not there. like what? <laughs> nah, he's dead. He-
0: Oh yeah, and there's a the thing right there that it says, we have a warrant issued for the Williams boy for unauthorized use of a motor vehicle. We have been in contact with the FBI. The family has run $500 reward. <laughs> and the dad's just like, well, he's dead. So, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> so, after the teens disappeared, there was plenty of theories, because it's a small town. <laughs> and surrounded by other small towns. They ranged from suspected drug smuggling, like some sort of smuggling ring that the children were involved with, and then also the elderlies were involved with.
1: The typical church mom (laughs) conversation ring.
0: Um, And then there were also speculation that they had ran away to join the, quote, counterculture.
1: Oh, there it is. To be a hippie,
0: basically, is what that means. There it is. (laughs) But that doesn't explain the other the elder the, the older adults going missing cuz actu- i don't think they would run away to join the counterculture it- the counterculture the quote counterculture was considered like some sort of communism
1: well Mac- back then. mccarthyism was as popular as baptism in oklahoma but it the, wasn't this
0: time. it wasn't uh, it was just it was,
1: a it was a bunch of people it who was looked wanted to down smoke on. it was a bunch of people who wanted to smoke pot yes. and maybe not yeah. get judged <laughs> yeah for a little bit. Or yes. just listen to rock. Basically different people. Yes, exactly.
0: And that's the weird part is that I hadn't come across a single article that said, that connected them together. Like, when her daughter is talking about her, she's literally just talking about her. She never mentions a man. Mm-hmm. And then when the grandkid is talking about the grandpa, never mentions a woman. So... Like when it says a couple went missing, I'm like, okay, but it doesn't seem like they were actually a couple,
1: though. Exactly. It? She would have been more likely to say my grand uh, my grandpa and Miss whatever, yeah. or my grandpa and his girlfriend.
0: Yeah, but she wasn't even
1: mentioned. It wasn't even mentioned. Yeah. She didn't so, know who that lady was. That's
0: what that's what I See, that's yeah, what I was saying.
1: Exactly. And
0: it could have just boiled down to they all liked to go play bingo together cuz they're Could've. from the same church. But
1: Could have. It was but, years before I found out my kindergarten teacher <laughs> was dating my next-door neighbor, so
0: But rumors fly in a small town.
1: Exactly. The counterculture period in America's history, too, was a rough and violent period from the 1950s through today.
0: Yeah. Let's move on to September 2013. Like, I don't know if anyone out there knows you can do this, but you can just, like, Google what the weather was like Mm -hmm. on a specific day and time.
1: As long as the the National Weather Service was up and running at the time.
0: And so the weather was clear. Uh, on the day that they discovered something in Foss Lake typical nice warm Oklahoma September uh, the Awful. lake <laughs> the lake however is not clear it is
1: standard Oklahoma water <laughs> it comes in two colors brown and green yes
0: <laughs> yes. And so, uh, visibility on a good day like this is only 6 to like 12 inches. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Period. (laughs) I know it looks nice and pretty, but you can't see shit in it. So, the Oklahoma Highway Patrol that day, um, because it was so nice outside, they were testing new sonar equipment. They were 50 feet off of the shore when they came across something 12 feet underneath them. They looked like cars. I saw one report that said the diver went down, found the Camaro, and realized that there were two cars sitting at the bottom of the lake right next to each other, like feet apart, almost like they were parked right next to each other, and the door was open the driver's side door was open on the 53 Chevy and then a from what I understand while they were looking around a shoe came out at him and he freaked out <laughs> and went back up and was like there's some cars down there They ended up pulling them out of the lake 50 feet from the dock and so I have some I have photos of them bringing the cars up. And the case files. Um, there's also a couple aerial photos in there. One is a satellite photo from Google Maps that shows two dark spots. Well, you now know our two cars. <laughs> Initial thought was because this road, like to get to this boat ramp that they were near, 50 feet away from, There is a boat ramp in this, there's a road that goes straight to it, and basically, if you're, if you don't know where you're going, you'll go right into it. You'll go right off into the boat ramp. There is a, a, what do you call it, like a Y that turns off to the left that continues on around the lake. So the initial thought was that they were speeding, having a good time, whatever, and went off into the ramp.
1: And then just drifted farther away. Yeah. Which isn't how that works, but okay.
0: When they, okay, so when they pulled them up, they pulled them out of the water the way that they went into the water. You're not gonna, I mean, you can't turn it around. You have to drag it straight to the...
1: That's forensic dredging. Yeah.
0: So when they brought out the 53, the green 53 Chevy... It was facing the direction of the lake, as if it had gone in headfirst. But it's the one that had the driver's side door open. And the Camaro was brought out, like when it was being brought out, it was brought out headfirst. So its butt end was facing the lake. That they would have had to hit something and 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 turn that way. But there was no damage on the car. Yeah. On either of the cars. Other than what the water itself had done.
1: And gravity over time. Yes. Because yeah, yes, the pictures that you showed, yes. you know, the rusted out part, it's like that mm-hmm. that's not necessarily impact. That's just yeah. that could just be time.
0: Now it's not like they found three bodies sitting upright in these cars. Um that's not how it that's not how it works. Uh they found skeletal remains in these cars that they had to collect and then send off to be forensically put back together, basically. Mm -hmm. And then DNA tested. And so on and so forth. Uh, They did match the genders and ages of the people who had gone missing. Uh, And that was like confirmed apparently by the medical examiner that these are parts of these genders and whatever while they were there um
1: your pelvis tells a lot yeah yeah it does it really
0: does john alba porter who was 69 was in the car with claiborne hammock who was 42 and nora marie duncan who was 58 two rifles were found rusted and corroded in the camaro with the with the kids And another theory from back in the day was that um, apparently uh, one of them, I don't remember which one, I think it was Jimmy, but I can't remember. One of them liked to go hunting near Foss Lake. Yeah. And so they thought, well, maybe they changed their mind instead of going to the football game, they went hunting instead.
1: Uh, Or they went to do the traditional Oklahoma pastime of, hey, you you, you guys want to get drunk in the woods and (laughs) shoot beer cans? Probably more likely.
0: So a year after they hauled The cars from the lake the medical examiner announced that the bodies found inside it were those of the three teens who disappeared in 1970 all of them were identified in the Camaro they basically did um, they did a DNA test for genetic genealogy is amazing these days oh absolutely (laughs) and so they had I believe they had family family members come down and do DNA tests and then compared it to that comparative DNA sampling is fascinating Um, witchcraft It really is. Uh, but the, the fucked up part <laughs> is that the medical examiner stated that their deaths were, quote, probable drowning. Because all you have, really, are bones now. If they had found gunshot wounds or, anything like, else? some sort bones. of bladed anything in them, right. they would have ruled it differently. However, we you can't ever rule out strangla- strangulation or... Poisoning? Yeah, poisoning is the one I was going to bring up
1: because the problem with this is, considering the era and then how long it took to find them, um, now, will heavy metals or traditional uh, poisons rest in bones for that long? Hell yeah. We figured that stuff out for people hundreds of years old that they were in fact poisoned. But the problem is, for those of you who don't understand... The insane mineral content of Oklahoma water and the very porous nature of human bones. Yeah. The problem is that you're just as likely to find cyanide or arsenic levels in those bones as you are to find potential traces of uranium because our water is not safe. (laughs) So...
0: No. This is why we buy bottled water. Exactly. (laughs) When the initial discovery was made, police just immediately dismissed it dismissed any sort of foul play um said the car wrecks probably they were car wrecks Mm -hmm. and they probably didn't have anything to do with each other and it's just coincidence that two exact thing happen things happened a year apart from each other it's fine and in 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 close proximity as well yes
1: Right. Yeah, they were
0: only a couple feet away from each other.
1: Cold case closing, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Somebody was emptying their inbox from 70 years.
0: Sheriff Bruce Peoples said, quote, Well, I don't trust
1: them automatically.
0: (laughs) Said, quote, This is Western Oklahoma, not L.A. or New York or London.
1: What did I say? What did I say?
0: <laughs> and by the way, the sheriff's office there is right across the street from a small goat farm. So, And I'm not even making that up. That's I'm not perfect. making that up. Not have it any other
1: way. Obviously. I know, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> he said, quote, over 41 years of working car wrecks, I've seen accident-prone areas, and the road those vehicles went down goes right into the lake. End quote. It's I was so just bad. about to say. <laughs> See, <laughs> If we want to get into a conspiracy, (laughs) I know you like it. By all means, please. So, the public does not know if these are the only two cars that were ever found there.
1: Uh, Or if they knew
0: there were more cars down there. If there's still more cars down there. We don't know because, I mean, if it's a bigger conspiracy than that, if this were a serial killer of some sort, they don't want to panic the public.
1: But, I mean, considering the era this did happen, you talk to a lot of people from the 60s and 70s, they will tell you some of the general rumor slash horror stories that were told to anyone who started driving of highway murderers yes. and hitchhiker murderers.
0: I always heard about the, um, the gangs flashing their lights uh-huh. at you, like on the highway. Yep. Did you ever hear that? You never heard that one? Well, I've heard people flashing lights to warn people that there are cops on the other side. That is not what I... Down. Well,
1: there is another thing. It just depends, uh, because... As long as there has been humanity, and as long as humanity has been making tools to make our lives better, there are other people who immediately have thought, hey, how can I use this to fucking kill somebody? Yes,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) There's always, there's two types (laughs) in humanity. A really good case in point, all of the, from the 50s through about the 80s, the numerous, in numerous states, blue light bandits. People who would just get a... Police light because back in the day. See, that's what
0: I was telling you about that.
1: Back in the day,
0: you didn't need a license to buy one of
1: those. No.
0: Uh, And like. And they
1: weren't regulated.
0: And that's what basically undercover cops cars look like. They just put the light on top right. of there, and yeah. then they would pull people over and... And then
1: they would kill them, Murder. or worse. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, and out there, that's why we say, if you get pulled over by a cop and you don't feel right about it, call 911. Yeah. Because they will verify that that cop is has, in fact, pulled you over.
1: Yes. 911, so. am I being pursued by the police? And a good, I w- yeah. I will pull over if that is the yes. case. And a good
0: <laughs> cop is not going to be like, turn off the phone! Like, a good cop is going to be like, okay, I understand. You're verifying who I am.
1: Well, even the shitty ones are in the system, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like if nine one one goes, Ugh, yeah, you <laughs> are. Just pucker up and get ready. But yeah. either way, you and know you fine. still know it's a cop. Mm-hmm.
0: But yes, you at least know that it's you're like ladies out there. You're legitimately being pulled over. So Jimmy had a brother. His name was Gary, and he was 12 years old when Jimmy went missing. He said when the cars were brought up, he said, quote, it's a 1969 Camaro. It has three bodies inside. I think they came across some bad people. I think it was foul play, but I'll never be able to prove that, end quote. So police allowed him to view the car, like when it was brought up, when it was, after it was recovered. And he later told News Okay that he believed the car's gear shift was rusted in neutral. The Camaro. So it suggested that no one in the car would have put the car in neutral and let themselves just Roll go off into the lake without exactly. doing anything about it. Gary said, quote, I don't think it was an accident. Jimmy is not going to just sit there in the driver's seat and accept death by drowning without trying to kick out a window or something. Right. Yeah. Well, and I would also like to know how are the seatbelts found?
1: Exactly, a lot of seatbelt standards didn't come into effect in Oklahoma until I mean, the seventies. You're,
0: not wrong. Um,
1: you're, a you're cha- not wrong. There's a chance there are no seatbelts in those cars. <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay? You're Especially not wrong. in the fifties model Bel Air and everything. The fifties, like that said, yeah.
0: Yeah, when the um, the neutral thing also leads me like to the other car because, like, same situation. I don't think that even if you rolled backwards into the lake, that That driver's side door was open. It seemed like someone may be trying to get out of it. Mm -hmm. The
1: thing is, though, those old 50s cars were so damn heavy, once they got going, rolling... Yeah, they're gone, yeah. That seems somebody had to jump.
0: If they were dead, if they had been killed or whatever before they had gone into the lake, you just kind of, like, roll it up there, man, and then just hit it, and you're sending dead bodies off into the lake.
1: That door was rusted shut. It open. was, no, rusted open. Yeah, rusted open. Rusted open.
0: If you put the car in neutral and the door is open, and then you send it off into the lake, the door is probably going to close. But once yeah. you're under there, let's say high you're pressure. alive, the high pressure is going to keep you from opening that door.
1: No, not if, I would say that not if it was an early, like, 50s model car.
0: But also if you waited until. The cab, yeah,
1: equalized, and it was fully submerged. That door, you could have kicked open without even pulling the handle.
0: So then my question is, if they found a way to open the door under there...
1: Why didn't the other two get out?
0: Nobody got out. Exactly. Which leads me to believe that they were incapacitated at the time. So there's more of a possibility that there were seatbelts in the Camaro than there are of them being in the
1: 53. Absolutely. Absolutely. There'd be a much okay. higher chance of it being in a '60s model vehicle than there would be of a '50, but it's still—they did not so, take on popularity till the '70s. Like you were saying, must have been incapacitated.
0: That's so. what I'm saying. He's—they had to have been. Sayer is about 43 minutes from Canute. And then Canute is like 15, 20 minutes away from the lake.
1: And all of that is just to, is about maybe then another 30 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes from Oklahoma City.
0: I understand that it was the 70s, but if you're my child and you tell me you're going to go to a football game that's in town and you end up going an hour away from here
1: yeah, you in the dark, walk for a week.
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm going to be so pissed at you. I mean, because you can go missing.
1: Yeah. Going on.
0: Elk City is probably where that football game was. Probably. More than likely. More than likely. Hey, everybody! We're going to a football <laughs> game in my Camaro. God, he's
1: so hot. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Even if it was just a ride somewhere, it's like, can I, can I ride in your four in your four wheel death sex machine, please? <laughs> Thank you.
0: I'm going to tell you what was found in the cars. Do you want to know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. So in the Camaro, along with the two rifles. Some of this stuff is, like, so degraded they couldn't identify it, and so they kind of just write down some brown thingy. (laughs)
1: Like, they weren't really... Indeterminate
0: mass. (laughs) So, in the chimera, we have a fish vertebrae times
1: two. Mmm. I knew it.
0: A human ear bone...
1: Bullshit. How the hell did they it's, find that? That is one of the tiniest fucking bones in the human body.
0: I don't know. No. The guy who found holy, that is feeling no, no, no. really you good think, about himself. You think that's bad? Listen to this next one. Okay. A fingernail.
1: The absolute fuck, people. <laughs> Just break your brain. This is all made up. Yeah, but we, we didn't simulation. want to, we didn't want to send it off to the examiner or nothing. <laughs> it's like you were able to find a fucking fingernail. That's a fingernail. That's like hair analysis.
0: In the bottom of a lake in a core. I'm sorry. What? (laughs) No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just giving you the news as I get it.
1: Remains included a uh, human ear bone, a, uh, fingernail. a fingernail, a waterproof journal that had all their fears listed in it. Uh, and this one person who may have been in the car with them that they all said had three eyes and three hooks, but you know, nothing worth following up on. Show me one more case where you get details like that. That's ridiculous. How the hell did they recover an ear bone? I don't know.
0: This is straight from the police report. The <laughs> just, medical examiner's report.
1: I found their ear bone. <laughs> Congratulations. And
0: no, and no, and it doesn't say...
1: Clem, that's a pelvis. It doesn't say
0: <laughs> ear bone. It says a human stapes. I know that that's an ear bone. Oh, okay. okay, okay. So, all of their skulls were found and were intact? Well, yeah. see, that's the weird part is that the, they... They document the ear bone, but not all the other bones. And I would love to know whose ear bone that was, but it does not say which of them's That
1: That, that one you're probably going to have some trouble with. There's going to be minimal genetic material yeah. in that thing. That's fucking weird, man. I know.
0: 22 millimeter cartridges times five, a key in the ignition with a GM key on the same key ring. So the key was still in the ignition Uh of the Camaro. And I think maybe you called that the brown bottle was a beer bottle. Because they also found a metal cap with the logo Adolf Coors.
1: Oh, bingo! And probably why they didn't call it a beer bottle if they were doing this. Yeah. That was the Champagne Room bottles that they've only started re-releasing for Coors. It was the Fat Boys. Oh. We, in our generation, yeah. would recognize it as a red stripe bottle. They fit my stumpy fingers very well.
0: <laughs> so, moving to the green car, the green 53 Chevy. Uh, they found its identification plate. The next one is a metal can of light beer, a fine pilsner beer, a fishbone, and a rusted key in the ignition. It's just, it's weird like you can you can kind of tell that maybe these people did go to this lake on their own. But both of the cars have rusted keys in the ignition. Back this is why I, I can see thief.
1: people agreeing that this, they went off like they were driving too fast.
0: But if one of the cars is in neutral, neutral. you're not going to put the car in neutral as you're flying into the water.
1: Yeah. And
0: also there, there were statements um, by the brother who said that there was no damage that would um, implicate frontal um, impact. impact with water, with the water.
1: Yeah, because that actually does do some body damage.
0: Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. The key is in the ignition, it's in neutral, and it just is rolled down the hill backwards.
1: Sadly, unfortunately with all of this, though, I am I am seeing, unfortunately, the sheriff's point of view on this one.
0: Like, you're never going to solve There's that.
1: There's no way in hell. Yeah. The, the town is too small for anybody to have the resources to pursue this. Well,
0: I mean, when you, you can literally have a person that comes to you and goes, I murdered so-and-so. That doesn't matter if you don't have evidence that corroborates that. You can literally walk around screaming, I murdered a guy! And unless there's evidence of you actually murdering that guy... It doesn't matter.
1: Correct. Even if somebody comes out of the woodwork and says, uh, I think my grandfather may have killed some people. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't
0: matter. Yeah. And that's that's the thing that sucks about a lot of unsolved cold cases Correct. is because you might get the information, but you also have to get the evidence. To back that information up, if nothing else, if somebody came out of the woodwork and was like, "Hey, I know what happened to them," at, maybe it would at least give the family some sort of right. precisely answers. These people vanished into the night, and then, like them and their whole ass car, yeah. And then they were found forty-four years later, and
1: there's still no answers. No, it's inc- It's incredibly sad. You've reached the end of our episode. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Join Raven next time on the Sirens Podcast.
0: Do we have an outro? That's our outro, isn't it?